Welcome back, everybody. Good morning. This is the Pinball and Cool Stuff Podcast. I am Ian Rodriguez, broadcasting live from the Honda Civic Studio here in Murrieta, California. A beautiful, sunny Monday. I am in the vehicle of choice, broadcasting about none other than Spooky Pinball today. Whoop-de-doo, we got our Rick and Morty pictures. What do they look like? We're going to talk about that. But first, I got a little bit of a, kind of a bummer story to tell you about. I got laid off last week from my job. I've had this job for 10 years. I work for a construction firm in-house counsel. Great job, great people. They laid me off because they're cutting costs, right? So I got notified on Friday, and um, actually the week before Friday, so it was about 10 days ago. They told me, we're gonna, we have to lay you off. We're going to be cutting costs and cutting your position. And I was kind of heartbroken. Um, didn't know what to think really. So I, the next day I got to work kind of putting my resume together and getting ready because at the end of the year I would be out of a job. So I get, they gave me some time to kind of prepare and get, get ready, I guess you could say. So that was nice. But I don't know, I didn't have time to sulk really. I just said, all right, here we go. So I put my resume together. I put some applications in. I'm looking for a legal job local to my house in Marietta. So I'm, I'm really kind of checking the boxes, right? And, and Thank God I got a phone call from a law office here in Marietta, down the street from my house, in fact, and they want to interview me, so I am actually waiting for that interview as we speak. I have a 10.30, it is 10 a.m., I'm in the parking lot doing the pod, but I wanted to bring this up just to sort of shed my perspective into the podcast a little bit. It was, I don't know, I, I didn't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't have time or any energy to be all pissed off and bitter and mad or whatever that feeling might be or whatever one might think naturally in that position. I didn't have the time and energy and mind space to think that way. Instead, I just picked myself up off the ground, um, got my resume ready, and started working towards getting another position. And um, there's no need to dramatize your own situation, you know? I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But to sit there and just kind of marinate in the problem and to sulk and to be miserable and and just sort of spread that around when you have a bad situation in your life I don't recommend it and I was you know confronted with a pretty big issue and I didn't I'm not trying to um, to play the victim I guess either and you know it's just crap happens man life is tough sometimes and sometimes you get laid off sometimes you get fired sometimes you can't find a job or sometimes just things aren't going your way and it's all right just got to keep pushing, man. Keep making the right decisions. Keep fighting. Keep working. And good things will happen. So I'm hoping that good things happen with me. I think they will. I'm, uh, I'm really eager to see what the next phase is in my life and everything. So it's, it's exciting as much as it's very challenging and um, sort of scary. But hey, um, as long as I keep my head down at work, I don't think I'm going to fail. So there's a little life lesson for you. That's the soapbox for the day. Thank you for joining me and sitting through that. Um, I'm here today to talk about the Spooky Pictures. So Spooky Pinball has a pre-sale on their game right now. You can put down deposit starting this morning. They're going to make 750 Rick and Morty games. I don't know if that includes the Bloodsuckers edition. I'm not sure. I don't know the dynamic there. But I know that there's two editions. So what's Spooky doing now? They got They were commended throughout Pinball for having one model of game, right? One game, you could buy the game. The game, the one game. No pro, no premium, no LE, no classic, no standard, whatever. It's just the game. So now Spooky's doing the whole 
two-tier system, right? I find that interesting. Um, I, th I find that to be a reaction to Stern's success doing such. Exact, the exact same thing. And before long, mark my words, Spooky will have three versions of each game. Just like every other manufacturer except for American. I think that's happening. It, I think it's a good model anyway. I agree with Stern. I agree with uh, CGC. I agree with Jersey Jack. I think it's smart. Some people want the premium one. It, it, it's obvious. I mean, they're selling 200 collector's editions, right? Every Jersey Jack game. And they're selling LEs in Stern. They're, they're not selling them out, but they're selling LEs. And that premium price is a huge margin for them. So it's smart. Good business. And it gives those, you know, more wealthy collectors a chance to set themselves apart. I totally respect that. So, believe it or not, Spooky's going to do it too. They're already starting. They got their toe in the water, and before long, they're going to be up to their neck in the deep end, you know? So I expect in the next two years that they'll have three different tiers of every game. The Bloodsuckers edition is aptly named for the Rick and Morty game. Bloodsucker, I don't know what that means exactly, because I'm not too deep into the show. But it sounds like they're just sucking your blood, man. They're taking your money. It just it has a bad connotation. But I don't care. It's great. Good for them. They're going to get some, a premium for those games. I hope there's some value there for the buyer. I know they're going to be awesome because I've already dug into the show just a little bit, about four episodes, and the show is great. Go check it out on Hulu. It's worth a watch. I, I'm actually impressed with the, the writing in the show. I think it's humorous. I think it's smart. I think it's smart humor. So I'm, I'm really excited for the title because they have three or four seasons to pick, to pluck the material from, and they're going to really just go nuts, I think. I, I'm excited to, to hear the dialogue. I'm excited that the Rick, the voice of Rick is in the pinball machine, as we have confirmed now through the preview of the game. And um, it's, just, it's just cool to know there's going to be real talent, real voice talent, obviously real art, real animation. It's really fun to know that this is going to be a genuine Rick and Morty pinball. It's not going to be a second rate. It's not going to be knockoff. It's not going to be sort of a wannabe, if you will. Kind of like, like let's just admit it, Wonka and Jurassic Park, they're not the movie actors. They're not. You know, I mean, you get the voiceover work of Gene Wilder in there and some of the kids, but the narrator, I mean, is not narrating. The narrator for the game is not from the movie. And in Jurassic Park, they don't have a single voice actor in there, not even in movie clips of the voices. So it's nice um, to know that most likely this game will be narrated by Rick because I think the guy's funnier than hell. I think his voice is classic. I think he's got incredible character and he himself is a character. So it's going to be fun to hear him all over the game. Just like it's fun to hear Gene Wilder all over the game. Although he's not the narrator on Wonka, it's fun to hear his call-outs. I just love the humor and the, the enunciation, the way he sounds, the way he delivers his lines. I think it's worth, it's worth the price of admission. So what does Spooky give us? Uh, they give us pictures. So you can't you, you can't see the full back of the playfield with these pictures. But what do you have? You have a growing trend, and what's that trend? Ramp to upper flipper, guys. Jurassic Park, Keith Elman's second game. Right ramp loops around itself and delivers the ball to the upper right flipper for a shot that loops to the left and back around. They're doing that here again. Spooky, Spooky's game. And how are they doing that? Left ramp. First thing I noticed, really. Watch Kerry Hardy's video. He explained it. Go check him out on YouTube. Left ramp shot. Drops the ball behind in the upper right section of the playfield to roll directly to the upper right flipper to hit the loop right to left shot. Cool, cool design. I like it. Scott changed it up a little bit because it's left ramp, not right ramp. But it's the same concept of how do you access the upper right flipper to hit the loop shot. 
I think that's how better players are made, man. That's a hard shot, and it's great because it's going to improve our play. It's challenging. It's unique. I like it. It's not just a feedback to the flipper. Um, they have a very basic right ramp on the game. It's a 180 ramp, just like a Gomez ramp, if you will, like on Deadpool or other games, maybe even uh, Guardians. I don't think Gomez did that, but um, and uh, Star Wars has a sharp turn ramp as well. Um, so anyway, you have the right ramp, which is typical. You have the horseshoe in the middle, and I believe there's drop targets in front of the horseshoe entrances. So you got to knock those down before accessing it. Looks like that's the Denisi Lock 2.0. You have the Denisi Scoop right in the middle of the playfield again for the quick return back to the flippers. You have the Portal Shot, and I want to say that's to the left of the Denisi Lock 2.0, which will deliver the ball back to the left in lane. Um, what's the most interesting thing about the game, though? It's going to be the pop bumper on the left side slingshot. How many games have this pop bumper slingshot? The only thing that I can think of that comes close is a couple really old games, but also a more modern game, Circus Volterra, which is not a slingshot pop, but it's a pop that's very close to the slingshots, down to the flippers. So interestingly, um, the slingshot is, the, the, there is no slingshot, it's just a pop bumper. But there is an in-lane uh, ball guide, so that's nice, there's not going to be total chaos. But it's kind of cool to know that that pop bumper is going to affect gameplay significantly. It's not going to be random. You've heard my take on pop bumper placement in games. I really appreciate that Scott did this. I think it's going to create a sense of urgency when that ball gets down there. As if we didn't already have it with uh, basic slingshots anyway. But I think that's fun. I think it's cool. Very unique. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how that plays necessarily. But the game itself is... I guess you could call it a fan layout, guys. Um, it's shots left to right, right to left, whatever, what have you. Um, not a terribly unique layout, kind of a fan layout. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the shots are lined up one, two, three, four, five from left to right in the upper section of the playfield. So I would say that is a quasi fan layout, if not a complete and pure fan layout. So that's all right. I mean, we'll play it. We'll see how it plays. The upper right flipper changes it though, because that is not uh, indicative of a fan layout most typically, but it's fun to know that it's got a couple aspects that are going to be different than a fan layout with the pop bumper and the upper right flipper, but um, it does look fairly conventional in the sense of the layout. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game and a fast game because of that horseshoe shot, um, kind of like the Star Wars horseshoe shot, Steve Ritchie's Star Wars, um, whips right back to the player, the Circus Voltaire horseshoe shot, whips right back to the left flipper. Um, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I think the, the art on the playfield is perfect because it's straight from the show. There's nothing really to say there. Go watch the show. You'll see the art. Um, very, very typical. But I'm most excited to see what the game does to integrate the theme into the, into the game itself. I'm excited for that. I think that uh, there's a great opportunity there to create a long-lasting, staying power type of home use game for the avid Rick and Morty fan. And who knows? In the next year, I'll, I will have, in the next three months, I'll probably have finished all the show. So I'm going to be fully in, engulfed in Rick and Morty, and it may change my perspective on, uh, on the game itself. But I, I'm excited to continue watching this show and just kind of dig, dig, my, uh, dig myself into the show and learn through the game as well. But uh, this title is going to be a hit, I think. I think they're going to sell all $750. The pre-sale again starts today. If you're into it, you got to call your distributor and get it done because um, they're going to go, I think. 
Um, I think people are even going to buy them just to sell in the aftermarket anyway. So I think you're going to find people buying one or two of these games to see if they can make a little bit of money on the flip. Um, you know, I don't really agree with that, but hey, if that's what you're going to do to make a buck, more power to you. Um, I think I don't think it's an unsafe investment to put 7,500 or 6,500 down in order to make 500 on it, because all you're doing is taking delivery, holding it new in box, and then delivering it to somebody else for an extra cost. So you know, that's probably a good model to make a quick buck in the pinball world. We'll see how many people do that. But um, overall, I think go look at the pictures. They're on Spooky's website. They're on Pinside. It's gonna be interesting. I just think it's gonna be interesting. Um, so take take that on a Monday. Go buy a game if you want it. But um, take good care out there, everybody. I'll leave you with this: When life knocks you down, pick your ass up. That's what's a okay.